0: Eisner Amper Podcasts brings you The Sound of Business, featuring nationally recognized experts discussing key issues in real estate, venture capital, technology, family business, tax, and more. Take The Sound of Business with you at home or on the go to expand your business knowledge. Listen and subscribe to Eisner Podcasts at Eisner slash podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hello, and welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase with your host, Rita and Mel.
0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. Today, we have writer and author, Bracca Gets from Baltimore in the United States. Welcome to the show, Bracca. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. That's our pleasure. Yeah, definitely. So how did you discover your passion for writing? Yes, I I think as a child... I love to write.
1: And I remember that in elementary school, do you call it elementary school or lower school? What yeah, do you prim- call it? Primary here. Primary, that's it. <laughs> yes, we. W- I, I remember them reading a poem that I wrote to all the parents, all the students. It was about how books can change your life, how you could travel around the world with a book, you know, just sitting that's in amazing. your room. and And that really became... I would say a foreshadowing of my whole life. That's the direction that I went in. Even as like a little third grader, I I was fascinated by the imagination and where a book could take you, where a book could take anybody. Yeah. Did you have a particular favorite um, book as you were growing up? Yes, I love Dr. Seuss. I love it. And I think, I think that my children's books... Um, take off from Dr. Seuss very much. Um, There's a difference between... um, My books are very message books. They're very... um they are about very deep concepts that I try to explain in a very simple, joyful way. But in a way, I think that Dr. Seuss was doing that too. Not always. Sometimes his books were like Cat in the Hat were just a blast. Yeah, yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. But other books are a little bit deeper. And you can you can I I I love putting deep messages into my little children's books. And and um that is my joy in life, to say things in the most simple way possible. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I love to do. And that's what i my, fa- my favorite books are still children's books. Like, I'm just drawn to reading children's books. Uh, no matter how old I get, those are my favorite books.
0: Yeah. And you probably find as well, children help you learn more about yourself as well. So it's the, it's the best combination. Exactly, from raising
1: children, I, w- I i I could get into the psychology of what do children need. Mm-hmm. and also, I'm writing the books for myself because i I always was looking for spiritual understandings. well, from I would say from age twelve on, I was looking for spiritual understandings of life. so I'm making i'm I'm writing about really deep spiritual concepts. in in such a simple way that even a child can understand them. So these are the books I wish I had as a child. Those are the kind of books that I'm writing. And I I would love to share a quote from Kurt Vonnegut, which I think explains what it's like to be a writer. When I write, this is what he wrote, when I write, I feel like an armless, legless man with a crayon in his mouth. That's how it feels. It just, it's just coming out. And there's one other amazing quote, which describes what it feels like to me. This quote, it's anonymous. I don't know who wrote this, but this is exactly it. Writing is easy. You just open a vein and... Wait, you just open a vein and bleed. That is it sounds horrible, but what it is is yeah. something it's coming from the depths of you. Exactly. Yeah. So when a person is a writer or an artist in any form, it's 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 even more than a calling. You can't help but do it. It's like it's just what comes out. And it's it's your soul
0: speaking. That's really what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I really love that because it's true just coming from you. You're sharing a piece of yourself. And I think we've had some previous guests as well that have said the same thing. Mm. And I love that this is a common message um, throughout the show so far is that you are giving a piece of you to the world. And if you're giving that to children or adults, whoever you write for, that's amazing. Exactly. It's it's almost impossible not to do it, you know, Mm. because this is who you
1: are. Uh, Well, this, this, book I wrote. This is my only book for adults. Um, It's my memoir, Searching for God in the Garbage. And the point is that we get lots of garbage piled on top of our souls throughout our lives. That's the only thing that can prevent us from, that can prevent our souls from shining with what we have to offer the world. So the trick is to nourish our soul's and that melts away the garbage when we nourish our souls that's what gets rid of so we in other words we have the power to do that we mm-hmm. can the more we nourish our souls the more we can get rid of all the garbage garbage that's blocking us from shining in the world
0: yeah yeah that <laughs> Yeah moving on because you said that this book now is for adults how different is it from writing for children to writing for adults is there any similarities or yeah talk us through. Yeah it's a great question I
1: I don't enjoy writing for adults I really enjoy writing for children <laughs> so this book my memoir I didn't write it it wrote itself that's what happened here I like writing short things I don't like writing long, I don't like using a lot of words. It's really funny because I went to Harvard University. I graduated from Harvard and people think I must be a real intellectual. The truth is I don't like using lots of big words. Yeah. <laughs> don't <blame you>. yeah. <laughs>
0: That's
1: great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yes, I like to I like to express an idea in the simplest way possible, in the smallest amount of words. So so really, i'm a poet. you know that's what my books are poetry they're 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 getting to the core of an idea so so so, this book for adults, what it is is I found my old diaries, I found my old journals and letters, and when I discovered them it 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 gave me such an amazing insight. It was like here's a big word. It was an epiphany that happened when i when i when I found them, I saw the thread that was going through my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I realized I had to put it into a memoir. So I just compiled them, basically compiled them into a memoir, writing a few things to connect the dots. And, And the book explains the... The crazy amazing path that my life took because it was nothing normal that happened and and it's basically 20 years from age 12 to 32 my journey my discoveries and at the end of the book when I was putting it together is when I actually I call it a psychological mystery because that's when I understood how the path of my life went from putting the book together Mm -hmm. so so basically I I don't enjoy writing for adults, but once in a while, I have to write an article if nobody else is writing it. Cause like, I feel this has to be said in the world. Okay. And if no one else is going to say it, I'm, I have to write the article. So I write it. It's not my best kind of writing, I feel, but I just do it so that the message is out there in the world. Yes. And so I've written, like, I've written articles about abuse, um prevention of sexual abuse of children and i've written children's books on that subject as well Mm -hmm. and i really didn't want to write these articles but nobody else was doing it at the time so i did it and um that's basically the when i again it's like it's like you feel you have to write something that's Mm -hmm. when i can't stop doing it i do it but otherwise i'd prefer to write books for children because i feel that's my essence Mm -hmm. that um I have this sense of wonder and discovery that I love to learn about the world. Still, always, mm-hmm. and that's what I love to share with yeah. with
0: children. Yeah. yeah, that's that's beautiful because a lot of us, as we get older, we tend to lose sight of that wonderment, that awe of life, and Storyful. that playfulness mm-hmm. as well. And I love the fact that you still, you know, you still tap into that and you share that with with the world. Do you, do you think though, in terms of writing, obviously like for children, do you find that maybe in the simplified way that you, you write your books, that maybe some adults, adult books, like that you could write in the same way for adults, that adults would appreciate it because, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you know, as an adult, I (laughs) think I'd pick up those books and get more from it than reading a whole novel of you know what to do and what not to
1: do (laughs) it's so true
0: I mean again when I was at
1: Harvard I they signed us lots of books to read and I didn't read them I'm a slow reader as it is so I didn't read I'd read the beginning and the end and then I'd read someplace in the middle and I'd get the idea of what the whole book was (laughs) about you know and and this is who I am I don't want to waste a lot of time reading lots and lots of words I just want to get the point out so um, we'll I ever write a book. I mean, children that grew up on my books, they always ask me, Can you write chapter books for us now? And I'm going, That's not me. Somebody <laughs> yeah, else is gonna yeah. write these chapter books, you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, this memoir that I wrote, I don't know if I'll ever write another book for adults. Mm-hmm. It 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 said everything I want to say. And yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe of course there'll be more to say and maybe I'll expand on those ideas, but basically I I just love writing things short, concise, get the point out into the world. And of course the parents are reading the books to the children too. So that, so they're, they're definitely absorbing it. And many times parents come up to me and go, this book was really for me. You know, I I gained so much from it and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm writing also, I'm writing for everybody, but it's always in a childlike kind of way that that's, that's how I do it
0: yeah you mentioned where you wrote books for children around abuse how do you make sure you've got that balance between of course not getting too heavy but still trying to make it light-hearted how does that work exactly
1: on in one of the books I talked about all types of um ways to stay safe Mm -hmm. and i put this the part about the sexual abuse in the middle of the book just normalizing it it's just another safety measure that needs to be done Mm -hmm. and that and that created a a sense of calm of parents talking to their children about it Mm -hmm. and another book um it was a it was a different style and just in a very calm way explaining um to children about how precious their own bodies are and and how privacy is important, and how we and and how we, we we keep other things that we want to keep safe, how we take good care of them, and the same with our bodies and that was the focus of that book again in a very positive way to explain to children um, about these really important issues and and I feel that these are spiritual books too, because these books help to guard our souls. Mm-hmm. If, if it's, there is a part of us, and this is something I try to explain many times, and I've written articles about this. Even if a child has gone through abuse um, in their childhood or neglect, and and, and and their souls are in certain ways tarnished. There's a certain pure part of their soul that remains pure, no matter what, and that's the part that we need to nourish and it's always there. There's a resilience, an amazing resilience in the spirit of people that we that can always be accessed and so i'm I'm writing to my books are to help nourish that part of the soul that can still be revived and, and have resilience to shine again.
0: yes Yes. yeah 100% agree with that so a lot of your books um if not all of them are picture books do you get the the vision to um for the pictures as you're writing or how does that evolve how do you pull it together great
1: great question I have some ideas in my head but I love when the illustrators take it way beyond what I ever imagined. I'll, I'll, I'm going to hold up some books. Here here we see a book. I love this. Mm-hmm. I think this was hysterical how the, um, how the illustrator illustrated. Here we're going to see a different one. I love this. This is done very old-fashioned type of yeah. illustrations, and I love it. I don't know. I'm just wild about the illustrations in this book. And here's one. Wait till you see this. This is called the invisible book. Now, how do you illustrate an invisible <laughs> book? Yeah. That, that was a real challenge. And the illustrator did a phenomenal job. In, I couldn't even imagine what to do. And the illustrator did it. It just, it just came out so well. Um, what the, uh, the concept of the invisible book, again, it's a spiritual book showing that there's so many things that we believe in that are invisible. Um, Air and wind are invisible. And so is gravity. I go, when I, when I, when I perform this book, I go, and so is gravity. And then the book (laughs) falls and I go like, why did the book fall? There's an invisible force that's pulling the book. When I let go of it, it just pulls it to the earth. Mm-hmm. We all believe in gravity and yet it's invisible. Mm-hmm. And then I show them magnets and they pick up paper clips. It's an invisible force. It's called electromagnetism and it's invisible and we all believe in it. And then there's feelings and mm-hmm. thoughts and they're invisible and we all believe in them. So how is this possible? All these things have a powerful effect on our lives. Mm. And so it's the effect of them that gets us to believe in these invisible things. And so I say it's the same thing with our souls. We can't see our souls, and yet they have a tremendous, powerful effect on our lives. So that's what I'm... that's how I'm bringing up spiritual concepts on a concrete level that children can understand them. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my goal. And um, yeah, that, that's exactly what I feel. My, one of my main purposes in life is to explain that we're, we're spiritual beings housed in physical bodies
0: yeah. And, yeah. and that's,
1: that's the focus. Oh, yeah. I
0: really wish that you were there when I was growing yeah, up in and school, me. <laughs> there's so much that I see even from, yeah, from the lessons that we got growing up that we could have done with this. Mm, this definitely. would have really, you know, sort of. But the there's sound. always, there's always a perfect timing. Yeah. And especially now there's a lot going on in the world and mm. I think children need that support and need books like what you're, yeah. you're writing. Exactly.
1: There's such a need for spiritual awareness, because we go about our lives with this dichotomy, if we feel like we see a physical world. Mm -hmm. And so how can we believe that there's all these spiritual forces working behind the scenes? It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a a constant challenge in life to, to um, regain awareness of our spirituality. Yeah. yeah, And when children can get it from early on, that's my goal. Then their whole lives will be infused with much more joy. I, I, I teach about happiness skills, how to get happiness skills from early on in life so that our whole lives are enriched by, by joy.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's really and I, and I also love the fact that you're working with illustrators who are able to, to bring, it. bring yeah. that out in the pictures And I think that just makes it um, a lot easier for you in that sense, in Mm. terms of bringing the book together. Exactly. And
1: I'm an artist too. Like I love to draw. I'm constantly drawing creatures all over everything I write, but I don't feel like my artwork is good enough to illustrate my own books so there's always I'm still always using illustrators unless I write such a simple book that I could use my creatures in it that that could fit so far I haven't done that it's all amazing illustrators that
0: that make the words come alive it's it's, yeah exactly right so in terms of um, you mentioned where you've attended readings as well where you've read books to children so where you've actually attended schools, what is the reaction like from like the teachers and the kids and if their parents attend as well? How, how does that feel for you? Yes, I, I love doing presentations in
1: schools. I do it from, from ages two. Mm -hmm. up to, I, then I do it even, I do it at senior centers. I do it for elderly people. I do it, like I say, from age two to 102, basically, you know, I, I love it. And of course, the reactions are completely different. Mm -hmm. And once I was um, reading my children's books to a high school class, And um, one of, and I love, my favorite part is the Q&A at the end. And when uh, one of the students said to me, what is your favorite part of being an author? Mm -hmm. And I said, this moment, you know, it it really is. It's when they ask me these questions and I get to interact and I see, and I meet people that have read my book when they were younger and how it affected their life. One young man, he was uh, in his 20s. And he told me how when he read one of my books, he was being bullied in school Mm -hmm. and he'd go, the book is the happiness box and he'd go inside the happiness box and he'd, he'd get back the joy to be able to face another day of school and it gave him the strength mm-hmm. to override the bullies. It yeah. was like, I loved hearing these things, you know, when I get feedback and then I hear of people, I actually heard of, of, of people whose lives were saved. By the abuse, by, the books about prevention of abuse, mm-hmm. how they were able to avoid perpetrators because they knew how to respond, how to get away, how to report. It's it's like, you know, I mean, this just this makes my soul shine when I hear how it helps other souls to shine. So, yeah, giving presentations is one of the biggest joys. And now, since the pandemic, I've been doing it online. And I've been zooming to countries around the world, mm-hmm. which I love, and I had never been to Africa until now. This was so great. You know, I was reading to lo- hundreds of children in Africa and and that was just a tremendous thrill, you know, because it's something I've never been able to do until this happened. so okay. this is giving me the opportunity now to meet with you in England, in the United Kingdom. And, um, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it this is the blessing that comes from, yeah. you know, yeah. all the difficult parts that we yeah. get to zoom and it's amazing. Yeah.
0: I've been- I, 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 I sit here and zoom around the world, which I love. (laughs) I think what it reminds me of is what we discussed earlier when you were saying about how the imagination and how it's so open and you can go to different parts of the world in our imagination. But now, thankfully, through Zoom, we can tell we can actually interact with people in different countries. Beautif- beautifully
1: yeah. described the only thing we can't do yet is go to different time periods but yeah. maybe that will happen yeah. too you I know <laughs> well
0: <seen>
1: <laughs> with our imaginations we could still go to the past and the future you yeah. know right.
0: so maybe maybe that's coming up soon also you know <laughs> well so far we have the power of film that takes us there so that's yeah. not that's okay it's a stepping stone <laughs> and books and books yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Um, so moving on to your actual inspiration of writing, how do you stay inspired? And how do you, do you ever have writer's block? I Not really because I'm not the type that writes every day. I only write
1: when I have to, that's it. It just pours out yeah. as it, it's, it's, but how do I stay inspired? Everybody gets rejections. Mm. Everybody gets rejections. And how do you get inspired to keep sending out your writing? Yeah. My, my, um, what I suggest to people is do it right away. When you get a rejection, send it out again, mm-hmm. and that way you don't lose the momentum. You just keep going. Um, don't take it personally. Just try again or try a different type of magazine or newspaper or pu- or publisher, whatever, or however you're trying, um, try a different angle. Um, I've had a lot of success with small publishers mm-hmm. as opposed to big publishers. If you find a certain niche, I, I think that's, that's something that I recommend a lot. So um, I stay inspired also from reactions that I get when people tell me how the book has affected their life. That very much inspires me but i but i say to people that have a book in their minds oh this is something i'd love to tell people um people many people i meet when i go around were telling me that they have books in their heads and i say this is how long it takes to write a book a children's book it takes 20 years and 20 minutes it takes 20 years till you actually sit down and put the thing on paper that you've had in your head because people just procrastinate about doing it. And then it takes 20 minutes to get the first draft of a children's book on paper. So you know where you're going. Um, it, it, it really is like that. So I encourage everybody to just do it. And one of the times that I love to write, is when I'm traveling someplace, on a plane, on a train, on a bus, or when I'm a passenger in a car. Somehow, I don't know, it's the movement that gets me to play around with the words. It's almost like, let's say say I write an idea down right when it comes to me. I sometimes grab it on a napkin or wherever I'm doing dishes. I write down the idea. Of course, the most important time when it comes is I encourage writers to always have a pad and a pen by their bed because the early morning is when the neurons get together and ideas just come flowing out. Mm -hmm. It's like all night long it was something and it coalesces in the morning and you have a bright new idea. So, so, grab it and scribble it half the time i don't even know what i've scribbled because i'm writing in the dark Mm -hmm. but like i have to sit there in the morning what was it i wrote and then i Mm -hmm. then i figure it out you know and so always be ready for the idea but when when do i these ideas sometimes i have so many other things to do that i don't feel like writing the book right then or, or even playing around with it so when I go on a trip, I take I have a, a list of ideas that I've come up with, I take the idea, and then I feel I'm not wasting any time. I'm just gonna sit here and play around with the idea and so i do that and once i was going to give a presentation in a different state i took a bus there i wrote one book on the way there and another book on the way back wow and i mean these books don't take long you know these are picture books so it's but and the funny part was on the book i wrote on the way there when i got to the children Um, And I met with the middle school children. I was able to ask them questions to help me finish up the book. Like, I remember saying to the, I met with, um, it was a class of middle school boys. And then middle, how do you call middle school, Junior? How how do you call? um, How old are we talking? Like, um, they're like like not yet high school, the the, the 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 grades before high school. Okay, so the juniors. Yeah, yeah we'll juniors. Call them juniors. juniors. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I met with these juniors and I asked them, it was really funny, I met with a bunch of boys and a bunch of girl classes. And I asked them, what do children do in the classroom? Another child, what could they do that could really annoy you? Because mm-hmm. I was working on a book and getting along with people. And it was really funny. The girls just sat there and no one had anything to tell me. And the boys had tons of things to tell me how to annoy (laughs) another student in the class. It was really funny. And I was able to use their ideas. And then I finished up that book because they gave me great insights into how they could, you know, poke a pencil, whatever they do to like annoy someone sitting in front of them or around them. And It it was, that was a really great experience. So that's, um, I always encourage people, if you're doing nothing, that's a great time to sit around and play around with the book. Always play. Don't take it too seriously. I think that's what could cause writer's block when you're working too hard on something. So the idea of play gets you know the um the correct hemisphere in gear too so you can just flow in all kinds of amazing directions and some will be wrong turns and it won't matter and you can cross it all out and go in a whole nother direction and you're not wasting anything you're just having fun so i encourage people to enjoy enjoy the process yeah
0: yeah and i think also with writer's block is because of that increased resistance and like you were saying, if you don't play enough or just have fun with it, you're just going to create more of a block and then you'll never be able to kind of get out of it. So you just need to enjoy um each each moment as it comes and just use that as your creativity. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And take breaks. Take breaks when you're stuck on on mm. editing something. After I write it, then I work on editing it. And, and 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 then if I can't get the right word, just take a break and you'll see what can flow get the get the juices flowing more of course dancing and exercise helps so much to get the juices flowing and the creativity going yeah
0: brilliant amazing how important is it to have a team of support and also family support for a writer that is a great
1: question i'm so grateful to my husband for being um, a grounded kind of person and he pays the bills so that I can like fly around and with my imagination. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and he, he appreciates the playfulness that I bring in, you know, and he appreciates being able to soar with me and we, it's a, it's a fantastic balance. I mean, he's a person that also loves to soar, but I appreciate that he, he, enjoys all the grounded kind of work that he does and um so the support from my husband has been phenomenal through the years yes it encouraged me me to be creative (laughs) yeah
0: yeah very much do you i mean because obviously i know um with writing it can be quite you know you're in your own world a lot of writers out there Mm -hmm. even when you see it in films you see they portray the writer gotta have that alone time mm-hmm. and, and focus dark yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say to writers who are actually um in that space of being alone and obviously finding it difficult to to so, to socialize because they feel that pressure of no but my publisher says i need to get this out what would you say to them who, mm. those that are struggling but feeling that pressure from publishers and people who are saying get this out get this out get your next book out
1: yes interesting I I, I'm an introvert and I think most writers are introverts Mm -hmm. um I get energy being by myself I it's it's I love it you know because there's Mm -hmm. such a rich world going on inside my head like I just it's like a pleasure to spend time just on my own you know Mm -hmm. doing integrating everything Mm -hmm. um but um Wait, I just lost what the question was again. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. For those that struggle with the pressure of having. Oh, to
1: right. Oh, I, I, I hate pressure. So <laughs> I, I don't do, I don't work under deadline. Honestly, I, I don't enjoy any of that. And I'm such a much more of a free flowing spirit kind of person. So, um, I'm not the type that works well on the deadline, I think. I try to avoid it, you know. Mm. So I guess I can't really answer that question because I just write when I feel like it. I'm not the type that is working. Um, and it wasn't I, – I had a day job always, you know. I wasn't – this isn't what um, what I was doing, like, really to make a lot of money. It's more what I do because it brings so much pleasure to my soul, and I love bringing pleasure to other people
0: through it. Amazing. That's yeah. Great. Right so you mentioned one tip earlier about you know if you face the rejection just keep on at it and just go in and try a different publisher or a different magazine so do you have any further tips for writers who are struggling to make that break or really trying to make it happen for them yes I, i
1: really do so important i try to share this with as many people as possible i would say about once or twice a week people contact me about getting published Mm -hmm. and i love helping people i direct them like where to go who who to contact based on my own experience um and what's become very big now is self-publishing but i tried and people always ask me about self-publishing i have never self-published so i It's not in my experience, but this is what I can tell people. Anyone that's interested in self-publishing, they have to know that they have to be a salesperson. They have to enjoy being a business person because that's what they're going to be doing. It's Mm -hmm. not like once the book is published, that's the end of it. That's the beginning. Mm -hmm. That is the beginning because then... I don't like the word promote your book. You're letting people know about your book. And and that you can do for the rest of your life. And here's the secret. The secret is you have to enjoy that process too if you want your books to really get out there. If you enjoy selling your book, if you enjoy letting people know about your book, then it'll never be work and you could do that forever. If you're the kind of person that enjoys doing it, then you could go ahead and self-publish. And you can even self-publish for free on Amazon. There's, I have friends that have done that, and they they have Kindle books, and you can self-publish that way. Um, I haven't done that because I enjoy that um, my, my publishers have distrib- distributors to bookstores, and they get the book out there. But I still enjoy the process. Obviously, that's why I'm here today. Letting people know about my books and my work is a big thrill for me. And I enjoy getting to meet people doing it this way. And... And, and and how else will they know about your book? People think like when they make a website or they write a book that everyone will just come and find out about it, but nobody will. Yeah. It, it, it just in, involves going out and sharing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't enjoy sharing, well... I mean, if you enjoy publishing a book for your own sake, then go ahead and do it. And if you just want it for your friends and family, fine. But if you really want them to get a message out into the world, then you really have to invest time, not necessarily money. You have to invest time or money doing that. And um, for me, I really haven't invested money in letting people know about my book. I, I actually make money from my books but it's not, um, it's not like I make a fortune. It's, it's, I still had a day job, you know, up until now I was working on a day job until now. So, um, and that's with 38 books, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm saying it's still, uh, it's very rare to be a, um, a tremendous bestseller that a person can make millions of dollars. And that's my most important tip to be realistic. Um, if you're going to invest money Mm -hmm. in publishing a book you really can't expect to get that money back you can if but go ahead and do it if you enjoy it if you enjoy investing money in your book and 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 um, then that's that's wonderful and but be realistic about the fact that you're you many people have these dreams that they are becoming like a millionaire that's really not a realistic dream from a book um but you'll never waste a moment if you enjoy the process yes. of writing the book and publicizing the book then then the then every then there's nothing to lose so if you are realistic about um not making yourself miserable during the process and enjoying it, then I think it's a wonderful, wonderful way to go. There's absolutely nothing to lose. Th- those, are, um, those are my main tips that I really try to get across to people. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And I think you've mentioned something really important there. It's about enjoying the journey, um, enjoying what you're doing, and let your passion speak. For, your, yeah. for you know, for your talent. And as you said, it's not just, it's not about the money you earn. It's about the message you're getting out there mm-hmm. and being heart centered in everything you do. So I think that's the beautiful message that we're hearing today. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. And a person could do whatever they want, you know, as their day job and still have time to write their books. You know, you could, one thing doesn't cancel out the other. It's, it's essential. But a person can be really miserable if they're not nourishing their soul. So I encourage everybody to do that. Follow your dreams, but be realistic. Don't be saying, I'll be happy if I become famous. Uh, and that's what this book is about. That's exactly what I wrote about. You know, I Want to Be Famous is about a boy who so many children just want to be famous. And this boy becomes famous that's he fulfills his dream. he becomes famous overnight because somebody takes a YouTube video of him. This could happen to anybody. they can have their fifteen minutes of fame very easily nowadays, you know mm-hmm. he becomes famous and he's loving it and but then what happens with fame? it usually it goes it doesn't last. it goes away really quickly, and then he discovers there's a way to Be in the spotlight forever and that's by making your soul shine. Then you will never you'll you'll you really you can be happy all your days if you are fulfilling your missions in life, if you are nourishing your soul and and letting it shine into the world. So I that's what I encourage people. When that boy discovers that he doesn't need the spotlight from outside anymore. He has the inner validation and that's what we all need. We all need to acknowledge that if they're, if we're here, we're needed in the world and we're needed to express our uniquely beautiful
0: souls in this world. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's so encouraging because there are so many people who are working a day job and have that ambition to I mean, you know, be, be an actor, be a filmmaker, musician, writer, and they can get frustrated with, well, I want to do what I do full time. But if I always say to them, you know, do what you can for what you love and what you're passionate about as well as your day job. And you will, you know, you'll get through it because you're still serving your passion. You're not letting that go. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of message. Yeah. And it's refreshing yeah. to hear really that. I think yeah. a lot of people would benefit. From
1: exactly. That. I worked part-time for 20 years. I was coordinating a big brother, big sister program, which was extremely fulfilling for me to do. But I also had um the another creative side and I spent the other time writing, which I love to do. So mm-hmm. that's how I balanced it and I, I enjoyed the two things very much together, you know, that's yeah. exactly how my life was.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. it's just about having that balance. And like you said, being realistic with that balance and yeah, and it will all just come together. I think, yeah, it's been absolutely such a beautiful message that you've brought mm. to us, Braka.
1: Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. yeah. If a person's working as a waitress, whether they're, working in maintenance, whatever they're doing, you will learn about the world. You'll get insights that you could share in your writing or in your films, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Every job is valuable and can help you to further express your soul in this world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny you should say that because I, I did a live, um, on a platform this cut this last week. And I mentioned about the fact of what I learned when I was in my day jobs and one of them being leadership and and team Mm. leading. And that is such a a skill that helped me now running my business and us running Rhyme. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, we still have, we still can learn from our day jobs and still take that and bring it into what we're passionate about. So exactly. Yeah, that's great. Outstanding. So, Bracha, now moving on to your books, where can our viewers find your books and and
1: buy them? (laughs) Okay, right. They're in stores, they're in libraries, and also they're all on my Amazon author page. So they're all, all 38 books are in one spot on the Bracha Getz Amazon author page, which is the easiest
0: way to find all of them. Yeah, we'll provide those details in the description as well so they, they know where to go. Amazing stuff. And what is your final message that you would like to share with our viewers today, Bracken? Yeah,
1: I, 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 I'm, I'm going to share a quote. No, no matter who you are, no matter how old you are, the challenge is the same. How do we turn our focus away from the glittering gift wrap? that we think is us and focus instead on the jewel inside the jewels we really are every one of us is a diamond and or there's a diamond in there that sometimes needs to be polished you know and that's what life does to us Mm -hmm. but it's in there and everybody is here to shine I I also have a there's a message on my fridge it says here is a test to find out if your. Here is a test to find out if your mission in life is complete. If you're alive, it isn't. So we're all here with not just one mission, many missions. We're all here to, to, to not see through each other, but to see each other through. We're we're all here to help each other, and and um, and uh, so it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure for me to be with you, and I appreciate what you're doing in, in helping people to fulfill their passions in life. It's, it's just essential for us to I, – I, I, I describe my books as books that help children's souls to shine. And thank you for helping all these passionate, talented, creative people to shine.
0: Wow, thank, thank you. you. Thanks. Believe me, the inspiration comes to us from you guys. So we can only thank you, our previous guests and guests to come on the show. So thank you again, Braca. It's been a pleasure having you as our guest today. Thank Uh, you. An inspiring interview. And you really touched on a lot of um, areas that will help Mm -hmm. a lot of our viewers out there. So thank you once again. Thank you so much.
1: We hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. After a long day of. You just want to get some.
0: But you're. Uh, Our popular Casper original hybrid mattress is engineered for cool, comfortable sleep. Get
1: a restful night's sleep with our Wave Hybrid mattress, providing more support than foam alone. Upgrade to the Wave Hybrid snow mattress for a full night of cooler sleep.
0: Offering free contactless delivery and a risk-free 100-night trial. Discover the Casper
1: difference at Casper.com and use code MUSIC100 for $100 off select mattresses. Exclusions apply.